Hi, everyone. Welcome to All Things Creative with Linda Riesenberg Fissler. Uh, welcome back. I hope you enjoyed Monday's talk. We started talking a little bit about the three acts and how I use that premise to um, write the novels and the trilogies. And uh, today, what I thought I would do is um, basically go a little bit more into comparing free write to novels and screenplays. So what is a free write? A free write is some is, is I think the most fun part of writing. Um, it's basically I open up Word and I type whatever scene comes to my mind. I am not worried about what where it shows up in the book or the novel or the screenplay. Um, I I don't care if it's uh, part of Act One, part of Act Two, part of Act Three. It's just a fun scene that uh, I want to include and I want to get out of me. I want to just type it up and, and get it out there. And I'm not very concerned about where it is going to appear in the sequence. Having said that, do I approach a free write uh, with no actual uh, outline in my head or no feeling for um, where the story is going to go or what the story is about? Not really. That's not entirely true. I may not have written my outline by then or at first, uh, or I may have, or I may be working on timeline. I may be doing research since my books are uh, set in a historical setting. I may be doing research and finding what I want this overarching story to be um, for the whole trilogy. And that may be leading me into some different scenes at, that I want to capture because they're fresh in my mind and I just want to type it down and or write it down at, at that point. So the free write, again, is something that is just what it says. It's a, a free write. I just write it because it's there and I want to capture it. Um, and it. And I know at some point in time I may use that. If I don't use it, then it becomes part of my deleted scenes out on my blind series uh, com website, which you can sign up and, and that's free and you can um, read some of the deleted scenes that weren't used in the uh, first trilogy. So, so what, what happens when I go from a free write to composing my novels? I get a much, much, the first thing I do after I get, I, I usually allow myself to uh, write about at least over 100,000 words on the free write. And as I'm writing that, I'm getting more and more defined in my mind what the two plot points are going to be um, or what the beginning is going to be. But here's the thing. No matter you know, when I start to organize the book, I call the phase that I'm in in book four right now, I'm compiling and organizing the book. When I get to that point, I better have an outline and I better have an idea of what my ending is going to be for that book. And that is no different whether I am writing a book or whether I'm going to write the screenplay. Before I open the book, before I, I decide on the final version of the outline, before I have, you know, I would say before I have the timeline, but as I'm working on the timeline, I need to know my ending. That is how you open your screenplay. That's how you open your book. You know your ending. It's kind of like when you're painting and, and you start painting. 
in your mind, as you're playing in the foundational parts of the playing in, in painting, in your mind, you are defining and knowing what you want to do to have this end product painting, this vision that you have of what your painting is going to look like. Um, you can't just stand in front of an easel and just throw paint around and not have some kind of ending insight of what you want that painting to look like. Now, getting it to look like that is a struggle, I, no doubt. And it's the same way in uh, uh, writing a, a book or writing a screenplay. You have to know what that, that ending is. And you're going to have a struggle to get to that ending. And that doesn't mean that you, as in painting, that doesn't mean that in towards the end that you are not going to change some elements around. You, you may well decide that a certain element isn't working. So you pull that out and you, and you say, you know, or take it out of the painting or you take it out of the book or you take it out of the screenplay because it's not adding anything. As a matter of fact, it may even be detracting from what your end product is. So we go into anything in our creative process with a very good idea of what the ending is going to be. Now, does that also mean that there hasn't been times when I've been writing something and saw another twist or plot point that I could put in there with a different ending? Of course I did. And um, there are times when I have written uh, two different versions of a particular chapter that has to do with uh, the confrontation or the resolution of the book. So, um, and I haven't painted, and I have painted a second painting with a different um, endpoint in mind, but all having the same type of, uh, you know, if you, if you put the two paintings side by side, you go, well, the only difference is this particular one area or how she views different colors or something like that. I have done that before, too, and found that very interesting as well. So when I say know your ending, what do you, what do I mean by that? Well, you don't have to know the specific details, but you have to know what happens. So at the end of um, Blind Influence, for example, I knew what I want, want it to happen. And um, I wasn't very specific with it, but I knew that there would be some resolution for Sean. And um, as I wrote that further and further along, um, it became more and more specific. Um, I'm trying to look over some, some things with this, the screenplay. Um, so let's, let's think about screenplay first. Good films are always resolved in one way or another. So let's, um, let's think about what's the ending of Close Encounters. Um, the ending of Close Encounters is the person that, um, I can't remember the character's name, but Richard Dreyfuss's per, per, uh, character uh, is, is so touched after he has this encounter uh, with, with the UFOs, with the aliens, um, and it's so driven that he has to be at Devil's Tower, and he has to be down there when they make the contact and they do the, the musical symphony together. And at the ending of, at the, ending of the Close Encounters, the uh, aliens come out and uh, take him aboard the ship. Well, kind of an interesting ending because, you know, he's getting resolution. He felt like he needed to know more. So he's walking up and into the spaceship, you know, me sitting there watching it going, so what happens to him? You know, so is that an ending? Is it not an ending? We don't really know. Was there going to be a sequel? We don't know. Um, you know, does he come back um, to Earth years later? Uh, does he blend in well 
with the aliens. So, you know, but the resolution was there for that particular count character. It may not have satisfied all of the questions in my mind, but there was resolution. Um, so basically, uh, the, the key to this particular um, know your ending is, is there resolution? And if I think about my three books, there is resolution at the end of each one in a particular, um, for a particular character or for a particular situation. And you know, this is um, sometimes confused with the climax of the book. Um, you know, there has to be, you know, you have your, your plot points and then you have the, the climax of the book. And the climax of the book um, hopefully resolves an issue, but also uh, in a way that wants your reader, to, you want your reader to come back um, to read this again, for example, uh, or to, to continue reading in the series. For example, Ken Follett's uh, Century Trilogy. Um, you know, we get through World War I. Um, we have the reunion of two of the characters uh, who have been separated by war. One is British, one is German. They're married. Um, the German character is in uh, the army, I think, infantry, something, Marines, whatever the German equivalent of that is. So he's on the battlefield. Uh, you're wondering halfway through the book, is he going to make it? Um, his British wife is in, I can't remember, she's in Germany, I think, at the time, but that goes back to Britain. So they're separated. You know, they get back together. You get a little bit of a feel for after the war when they are together in the hard times again this is after world war one the hard times that they're going through in germany economically and um you know she was from a very prominent family in britain and you know here she is living in poverty basically in in germany and then you know you, so you're reading through this the the end of the war in that book was basically the climax and he's you know he's ending it on a very low note for these particular two characters um and then, like I said, the last page comes out, and then there was this this guy called Hitler. And, you know, you're just kind of like, oh, now we got to go into another world war. So I haven't actually, um, and, and each one of these books are around 900 to 1,000 pages to read. And I haven't I haven't yet, though, I'm, am I going to read the second book in a trilogy? Yes, I am. Um, but it's one of these things where it's, it's kind of like, A, finding time, because I am writing this, and I have some other things that I'm going to tell you about later on in the week. Um, but you know, it's, it's a matter of finding time, time to read that. But there is a climax there, and then there's a little bit of a closure and resolution. Um, you know, the two characters that I was talking about were together. They're in love, um, even though it's a bad situation. Um, you know, they're fighting to to survive. Uh, but and it's after the climax of the war, and but it, and then it also sets up the next next book in the series. So kind of interesting uh, way to do that. And um, that's pretty much what I wanted to talk to you about today was a little bit about um, how the free write is different than the, the novel and how the novel was different than, than the screenplay. So um, I'm not sure if I touched on the novel being different from the screenplay, but um, as we talked in the, the first 
first episode yesterday when we started talking about this is, you know, the screenplay, you have 30 minutes, then you have 60 to 90 minutes, and then you have 90 to 120 minutes to, for the resolution. Um, and one minute of page, one page of the screenplay equals about one minute in film. So, um, and that's, you know, so you have 120 page screenplay and you're taking a 300 to 500 to 900, if you look at Ken Follett's trilogy and trying to boil all of that down into, you know, a 120 minute film or 120 page screenplay. So you can understand how things in your, in the books, how the, how the movies are so different than the books, because there's such a condensed period of time. And I think that's why you're seeing a lot of, a lot more interest in series now, like Outlander. How do you take Diane's book of 900 pages and make it into a movie? Well, you don't. You make it into a series where you have nine to 12 episodes and you can get into this, um, you know, better. Would have been interesting to see uh, J.R.R. Tolkien's um, Lord of the Rings done in a series versus done in a movie. Cost-wise, I don't think they could have done it, but um, I think it would have been a lot different than what we saw on the screen, uh, personal opinion. Just so kind of interesting things to think about when we're talking about this kind of stuff. So you guys have a great Tuesday. Um, I think last time we talked, I did a Tuesday, a Tuesday Tuesday teaser. I'm not going to do that every week. Otherwise, I'd give away the whole book. But I might tease out some other things um, in the in the months and weeks ahead, because I'm going to naturally be um, compiling book four. And if I find that I'm really not going to use the scene, I may tease that out saying that it's a deleted scene and you guys can read that. So y'all have a great day and I will talk to you again tomorrow. Bye.